Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105-1 FM, phone lines are open throughout the show, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. You can always tweet us your thoughts at 910 The Fan or at AWOD Radio. If it's a good tweet, we'll read it on air. McCaffrey's burner says, do not be fooled. Drake May is going to be the better NFL quarterback than Caleb Williams. He believes May is a stud. He might be a stud, but I don't want another UNC quarterback here in and could you imagine two former UNC quarterbacks competing for one job? Uh, it would be a circus. Uh, but I also truly believe that Caleb Williams is going to be better than Drake May. I think he's the best prospect we've seen, uh, you know, since like Andrew Luck. I, I mean, look, people want to be, you know, they want to go on Caleb Williams because he cried after a game or he paints his fingernails or he's living in this, you know, lavish penthouse in USC and uh, at USC and he's not going to really try in the NFL. And then there was all that talk, oh, he wants to bought into ownership and all this stuff. Look, rumors came out about a lot of people. Uh, but Caleb Williams, I believe, has that dog in him. Uh, he's done everything in college to prove to me that he's going to be a stud in the NFL. The only reason USC didn't win more games is because they don't have a defense. They're still searching for a defense. And now they don't have a quarterback next year because Caleb's going to leave and then the backup uh, has already announced he's going to enter the transfer portal. But I just think Caleb Williams, look, we broke it down with Craig Hoffman yesterday. He doesn't think that Caleb has the size uh, of a guy like Trevor Lawrence or Peyton Manning, and that is correct. But I think he's way more athletic than people are giving him credit for. Like, uh, he could be Josh Allen level of an athlete, jumping over people, stiff arming, uh, running up the middle. I I think he's a bulkier guy, kind of like a Jalen Hurts. And I I can't wait to see how his body's going to develop when he fully commits to the NFL. And, you know, we say this all the time in the NBA, and I really think it's true. When you go from college to being a professional athlete and all you do is work on your craft all day, every day, and there's no more studying for classes, there's no more going out and hitting on girls or spending time at the library, all you do is ball, ball is life. You see guys, their bodies change, their um, athletic abilities change, and and they turn into a different person. And we've seen this uh, many a time before uh, with NFL and NBA guys, and I just think Caleb is going to be a star. With that being said, though, the question of the day is, do you want Sam Howell to be your backup quarterback in 2024? 833-804-0910 is the question of the day here on the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for some- The phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. Now, Stubb, I've been going back and forth on this, right? Because I'm a Howell guy. I've been howling for Howell. I was desperate for him to be our franchise quarterback. I've been rooting for him all all season long. Uh, You know, I I had his back when some of the the naysayers, some of the haters were bringing him down for the sack issue. I went on a rant, said sacks are better than turnovers. Now he's had this turnover issue, but uh, I guess turnovers are better than sacks. I don't know. I mean, I've been sticking up for Sam Howell as much as I can, uh, but we've gotten to the point in here where I believe he's not going to get to Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes level talent as an NFL quarterback, and I truly believe that if you want to be a contender, you need an elite quarterback in the NFL, and so I do believe in the mindset that anytime you can upgrade the quarterback position, you need to, 
And if you're going to draft a quarterback who is going to be coming out of college, you want a veteran to help him out. And so that's why I'm going to say no. I don't want Sam Howell to be the backup. I'm okay with him being on the roster, being the third string guy. It's not like he's making a ton of money. You know, keep him around in case somebody gets hurt. Or, or maybe, you know, he spends the entire offseason, uh, you know, working on his throwing motions, his mechanics, and his footwork, and improves and, and could be a franchise quarterback in the long run. But. I just think you need him to be your third-string quarterback next year. You need Jacoby Brissett to be the backup training, a guy like Caleb Williams, a Drake May, a Jaden Daniels, or another rookie. I, I think that you need a veteran to be your number two when you're bringing in a rookie quarterback. What do you think? Uh, well, I, I think I agree with you. I, I think that a lot of our, our positivity towards Sam Howell was there wasn't a lot of positivity we could direct anywhere towards Washington, yeah. you know, and, and it, it kind of makes you reflect, did we see something in him or did we want to see something in him? Right. It's interesting, right? Because, you know, we were all hoping for Howell to be the guy and, you know, how long can we hold out hope for when the team just wins four games? And at, at the end of the day, you know, how you are as a quarterback, sh I think, should be defined by wins and losses. You know, guys like Kirk Cousins throw for 4,000 yards every single year, but are they getting their teams to the postseason and Sam Howell's four wins? Uh, it's frustrating, especially when you see the quarterbacks that he lost to, Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito, uh, just to name a few. But I, I do think, you know, we can admit now that Sam Howell is a pro quarterback, right? Like, he's he's not going to be out of the league in three years. He's going to bounce around like a Blaine Gabbert, right, uh, you know, uh, maybe like a Jacoby Brissett, where he is a veteran backup for a long time in this league, a Colt McCoy-like guy. I think he's a pro quarterback, but probably not a franchise quarterback. And that's what it comes down to in this league. There's only five or six of those guys right now. And that, you know, that's another reason why I kind of feel like Tom Brady might come back. You know, he already announced he was going to unretire in May, and then his friends threw him a retirement party, and it changed his mind. It just, I don't know how you can watch this league and watch the lousy quarterback play and uh, you know, not realize that, hey, to give your team a legit shot to be a contender, you either need a top five defense or you need a top 10 quarterback. And that's just the way it goes. And so I think I think you can justify drafting a quarterback when the team has 100 needs, right? They do have 100 needs. We need offensive line. We need help in the secondary. We need more linebacker play. We're going to need edge rushers. We might trade Jonathan Allen and have to replace him with another defensive tackle. Uh, we need a tight end. I mean, we're desperate for a playmaking tight end. The team has 100 needs. But I do think that getting an elite quarterback is still at the top of the list because you see with a team like Cincinnati, you know, it masks a lot of the issues. The year Cincinnati went to the Super Bowl, they had one of the worst offensive lines in the league, but Joe Burrow was just so good at getting rid of the ball in time. Now, I will say they would have won that Super Bowl if they had a better offensive line because Jamar Chase was open, but Aaron Donald got right to uh, the quarterback within a split second before he could throw it and was able to affect the throw. So if you get a quarterback that can play, you can mask a bunch of issues. Houston had a ton of issues coming into this season. They didn't have a quarterback. We weren't sure if they had a good enough running back or a good enough wide receiver. Uh, I think we expected their defense to improve with D'Amico Ryans, but not to this level. Well, now they're playing for a playoff spot with a rookie quarterback because a good quarterback masks a ton of issues. So until you find your guy that is that elite level quarterback, I do think you have to keep 
going back to the drawing board and trying again. And I don't know when the next opportunity we will have to get the number two overall pick will be. I mean, you could argue, hey, it'll be in another four years because that's what we've been in a cycle of. Every four years we get a first or a second overall pick. We did it four years with Ron Rivera. Now we're doing it four years later as Ron Rivera is walking out the door. Um, I hope it doesn't get to that level again because we completely bottomed out. Uh, but you've got to swing for the fences. I get it we need an offensive line. I get it Marvin Harrison Jr. would be awesome for this team. But we need to take a shot on a quarterback once again. If not for me, right, for the fan base, for the ownership group, to feel like they're building something here, I just don't know how you can sell season tickets with Jacoby Brissett and Sam Howe as QB 1 and 2 going into next season. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833 804 0910-833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. Happy Friday. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from River City Roll in Scott's edition. And I just rolled a, a, a spare. Uh, stub, I rolled a one on my first roll, and then right down the middle, got the other nine pins on the second roll, and feeling pretty good here about my chances to break a hundred. I set the over under at ninety five today. I, I had one sixty three last week, but I, I cut my finger, so I'm uh, I'm playing hurt today. Stub, did you read the article on the Washington Post that came out today from Scott Allen? Uh, I'm, I just reach out to Scott, see if he wants to join the show at two p.m. It's really interesting, and uh, I want to open the open up the phone lines eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. Is there anybody out there that's a diehard Commanders fan, Redskins fan, football team fan that's struggling? with the idea of rooting for Dallas in the season finale. Scott Allen says, yes, it's Dallas, but a loss would be the best ending to the Commander's season. And look, Dallas clinched, he says, the 1979 NFC East title by overcoming a 13-point deficit in the final three minutes of the regular season finale against Washington. And uh, it was a big game, and he pointed to defensive end Harvey Martin saying, see this? They sent me this, and it was a wreath which had a note of sympathy attached uh, at the feet of the Washington offensive lineman Fred Dean. And he just talks about this rivalry here, rivalry here between Dallas and Washington. And uh, I know the rivalry hasn't been, you know, at its peak throughout my entire lifetime. Right, I was born in 1992 after both teams uh, had won their their final Super Bowl of that era, but. You know, it is a huge rivalry still. To me, it's, it is, uh, you know, Cowboys versus Indians. Uh, even though our name's not Redskins anymore, it still has the same meaning to me. Uh, it feels like an old-school battle uh, here in America, you know, for football. And I love every part of this rivalry. I hate Dallas. Dallas, I hate so much. I, I can't stand the people, the fans, the players, uh, the stupid star on their jersey, the colors they wear. I mean, everything about the Dallas Cowboys, I hate hate but because of a strange scenario for Washington and Commanders Faithful we will all be pulling for the Cowboys to get a win and look losing to the Cowboys sucks but this is what you have to do if you want the number two overall pick and um, it's an interesting one because I know there are true fans out there that just will never be able to root for Dallas and you don't have to root for Dallas you just have to root for the Commanders to not play well right um I'm rooting for the Commanders to play well, 
but the Cowboys to play better. Does that make sense, Stubb? I mean, it's a, it's a difficult scenario here. It's one of those things where it's like there is no winning, right? I mean, a, a loss is a win, but it just doesn't feel right. Uh, will you be rooting for the Cowboys? Will you be rooting for the Commanders uh, in this game Week 18 to close out the regular season. I really want that number two overall pick, and then I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I want to trade from two to number one. I've already seen that floated around as a rumor on social media because I really want to secure Caleb Williams to be the next quarterback here in Washington. If you want to chime in, 833-804-0910. Let's go to Greg on line one. What's up, Greg? Hey, how's it going, buddy? Good, man. What are your thoughts? Uh, my thought is, is I want Washington to win. But if we lose, I'm not going to be heartbroken or disappointed like the last three or four games we've lost. It's, it's kind of, I've kind of gotten numb about it because I'm like you. I want us to get the second pick also while we got that opportunity. I do want us to still win. My fiance's a Dallas fan, so I have to live with that if, uh, <laughs> if, they, if Dallas wins, what, what's going to come after that. But, yeah, I, I'm rooting for them to win. But if they lose, I'm, I'm not going to be disappointed at all. So you're rooting for them to win. Give me, give me a little bit more of an explanation. Is it just because you hate Dallas so much? Is it because you want some kind of momentum going into the offseason? Why is it that you'll be rooting for Washington? It's exactly the first answer. See, I'm a little bit older than you are. So back when I was a kid, that was the, the thing. The, all year you lived, you circled that day on the calendar and everything else. So that's the way I still feel about Dallas. Now, everybody's talking about, well, it's Philly and Dallas now. So I think it seems like they're trying to change who the rivalry is with Dallas. But to me, in my mind, it's always Dallas, and that's why I want us to win. Just for the fact that we beat Dallas. Just like last season when Sam Howell came in and we won that game, I, I mean, I, I was on cloud nine. I mean, I can remember almost a lot of Dallas wins that we've had. I remember Santana Moss and, and – uh, Burnell, that night still lives in my memory forever. But anyway, that's that's my opinion on it. No, 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 I, I get it, but hold on. Don't hang up. I want to try to convince you to root for Dallas here because this has been a season of butt whoopings, right? Ron Rivera's gotten his butt whooped across the field, left and right, dragged down the sidelines. I mean, the freaking Bears came in and whooped our butt. The Giants with a backup quarterback. You know, we lost so many games that we should have won this season. What What is one more butt whooping going to do to you, right? I mean, if we lose to the Dallas Cowboys, we might have our franchise quarterback. I think that's what you got to be rooting for. Hey, we've been searching. You're older than me. You, you know, you understand better than I do. We've been searching for a quarterback for almost three decades now and if I can convince you that Caleb Williams is the guy I don't see any reason why you can't root for the Cowboys right well you know it, it, now listening to your argument I kind of agree in a way because I remember how excited I was when RG3 was coming and right. the hype thinking you know he was number two and to have that kind of excitement again too would be really nice I can go for I guess kind of pull from Dallas a little bit and, and make him a girl happy or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough call. <laughs> yeah, and, and then check this out, right? Dallas will go into the playoffs with a lot of momentum because uh, they're coming off a win against the Cowboy, uh, against the Commanders and then watch them get their butt whooped in the playoffs, and that will feel good. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. You, you know this better than I do. Is Dallas going to be starting everybody? Yeah, yeah, because they want to they want to wrap up the division title. So I, I think you know, gotcha. speaking with a few reporters, the the Cowboys' hope is, hey, can we get this wrapped up by halftime and have a thirty to three lead and be able to sit and rest our starters for the entire second half? So I think that's how they are that's hoping that this game point. plays out. Great yeah. point.
Hey, yep. good call, man. Good I appreciate point. you chiming in. Thank you, sir. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. I want to go back to the article written by Scott Allen on the Washington Post this morning, and there are so many interesting quotes uh, that I'm reading from this from other people in the industry here where Kevin Sheehan said, quote, big picture, when you look back on the 2023s, and that will be the saving grace, securing the number two pick rather than beating the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, J.P. Finley and B- Brian Mitchell from the J.P. Finley and B. Mitch show asked callers, and uh, one fan suggested if you bleed burgundy and gold and are a true fan, you want them to win no matter what. He said, but others are already looking ahead to next season. And <clears throat> I disagree with that quote. I don't think if you're a true burgundy and gold fan, you want them to win no matter what because what are you winning for? To get a fifth win on the season that's already a terrible season? You know, Ron Rivera's going to lose his job. Win, lose, draw on Monday. Um, So I don't think that, you know, you rooting for the Dallas Cowboys makes you less of a fan at all. I completely disagree with that. I I get a lot of people are saying, like, look, you know, what kind of a winning culture is it if you're rooting for a loss? But what kind of culture has Ron Rivera created here in Washington if he came in with the number two overall pick and now he's going to leave with the number two overall pick? What has he done with the culture? Oh, he built a Sean Taylor statue. It's ugly. It sucks. I mean, oh, they made slight improves to, improvements to FedEx Field. The place is still filled with the opposing team. There's going to be, you know, 70% Cowboys fans there on Sunday. So I just I disagree that Ron Rivera has really changed the culture here in Washington. And so I just I feel like one more butt whooping is fine, right? I, I look, it it's one of those things here where the season is over. There's nothing to root for. You know, Sam Howell could go out there and throw for 500 yards. You don't think the new coach and GM are going to come in and still want to draft a quarterback? They absolutely will. They're going to look at Sam Howell as a label. What's his label? Fifth-round pick. Whether you like it or not, that's what they're going to look at as because that's what Josh Harris has brought in. He's already brought in an analytics guy. He's going to bring in another GM that's a really smart mind that knows analytics and knows the numbers. And when you look at Sam Howell, the numbers say he's a fifth-round pick, and we could have a first-round pick, number two overall, and take it on a quarterback. Who who do you think is going to have a better chance to have a long, uh, sustainable NFL career? I'd say the first-round pick over the fifth-round pick, Sam Howell. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105-1 FM, so the NFL regular season wraps up this weekend. There are two games Saturday and then a ton of games Sunday. No games on Monday, but you will have the college football playoffs championship game with Washington against Michigan. But it's time to go through all the NFL games this weekend, give out the three-star games. We've got AWOD certified game of the week coming up at 245 guaranteed that football fans around the country will enjoy this game that's coming up at 245 you don't want to minute miss it set your alarms uh, set a reminder on your phone but right now we'll pick some winners here on nfl hits every regular season matchup every head coach on the hot seat the hit stories in the nfl nfl hits on a1 radio all right stub let's start with the game that has two dollars and fifty cents on the line for your boys 
And that is our bet between whether or not the Buffalo Bills will make the playoffs or not. And a win, and they're in. A win, and they win the division Sunday night as Buffalo travels to Miami, Hard Rock Stadium, to face off against the Dolphins. Who you got, Stubb, and why? I got to take the Dolphins here. One, because I have money on it. Two, I think I think that they can do it. I, I think that they've been playing a little bit poorly recently. They want to rally here. They want to get that uh, second second place in the to start off the playoffs, and I think they got it. I will say they want this game just as much as Buffalo, right? Yeah. Buffalo, it's you know, it's win and you're in. Miami, it's a loss, and all of a sudden you're traveling for a wild card game, and uh, that's just not what Mike McDaniel's wants. When his offense has already put up 70 points in the game this season, they've won, been one of the most prolific offenses in the league. But their defense has gotten worse and worse. They're coming off of a game in which they gave up 56 points to the Baltimore Ravens. So they're hoping their defense can bounce back. Uh, but I'm, I'm going with Buffalo, and it's not because of the bet we have, uh, but it's because I just think Buffalo is more talented at the quarterback position. And with you know the season on the line here for the Bills, I think Josh Allen's going to have a better game than Tua Tagovailoa. I, I think Tua is a very good quarterback, but I don't know that he's at the elite level status that Josh Allen's at. And I, I kind of think this game's going to come down to which quarterback can get a big drive in a big spot in a big moment. I yeah, hey, I agree with that. I agree with that at the end. But uh, <laughs> I, I still, <laughs> I, I still think the Dolphins can do it. I think Tyree yeah. Hill was a little injured. And I think he's pretty much fully healed at this point, and we can hope to get another big game from him. Maybe I don't know if he still has a chance of breaking the record, but. Give us something here. Yeah, well, it is. It's certainly a three-star game, so you yes. can hit the sounder for that for sure. Uh, let's move over to the two Saturday games. Uh, Baltimore will be starting Tyler Huntley over Lamar Jackson, but remember, Huntley went to Cincinnati and almost beat the Bengals last year in the playoffs, so he certainly has a ton of experience as a starter as Lamar has gotten hurt the last few seasons. Lamar has been in MVP form. But Huntley will have to come in and try to beat a really strong defensive team in the Pittsburgh Steelers who are playing for their playoff shot here. And so uh, that's why I'm picking Pittsburgh. I, I find it interesting that a lot of bets are coming in on the Ravens. Like I, I, We got emails uh, this morning from FanDuel that came in and said the most bet game was Ravens-Steelers and the most bet are on the Ravens plus three, which I, I just find find it weird that people are doing that. I guess maybe it's a, hey, everyone's zigging, we're going to zag thing. We, everyone's picking the Steelers, and the Ravens are playing a backup, but the backup is a competent backup. But I'm still picking the Steelers and Mike Tomlin to win this game because, hey, Tomlin always wins when the season is on the line, it feels like. Uh, do Are the Ravens playing for anything here? Have they clinched the number one? Yeah, they're not playing for anything. That's why yeah, it's so it's... weird that so many people are picking them. I think it's because people realize that the Steelers have been so bad offensively, right? That I guess. They, I mean, it might be a final score like 10-7, to 7, and if that's the final score, I th do think Tyler Huntley could win, plus your Ravens plus three bet there uh, would be a push. So, I mean, look, when the, last, when the last time these two teams played against each other, the Steelers won the game at the start of the season with a defensive stop and a defensive score. They won 17-10 to 10, uh, in that one. So this will be the second game. Uh, of 
playing against the Ravens this season, and I'm I'm picking the Steelers just because look their their season is on the line. I, I think they've got a lot more to play for than obviously the Ravens who are sitting their quarterback. But because Lamar is sitting, uh, I'm gonna only give that a, a two star game. Can't be three stars if you don't have two starting quarterbacks. Uh, Texans Colts. Now this is a. a, a possibly a battle of a backup here with Gardner Minshew but he's been starting for quite some time now and uh, this one's interesting because playoffs are certainly on the line for both these two teams I'll let you go first Stubb Uh, you know I'm staying away from the Texans because I don't want any rookie quarterbacks in the postseason but who you got Um, I think I'm gonna take the Colts here the Texans just have not looked good uh, since the CJ Stroud injury I and this is these are two teams that are playing whoever makes it I believe makes a playoff spot I don't think yeah so this is this is two teams that are gonna be trying their absolute best and I I, it is a toss-up really but I just I think I'm gonna favor the Colts yeah there is like an interesting scenario I guess if Jacksonville loses but this game ends in a tie Jacksonville would get into the playoffs but uh, believe me it's over my head Uh, I'm picking Colts and I am giving this a three-star game Saturday night 815 on ESPN and ABC uh, we move over to the Sunday slate, 1 p.m. Browns, Bengals. Uh, I mean, what do you think in this one, Stubb? Bengals are already eliminated. Browns are going to be in the postseason. Joe Flacco has been the best story in football. Uh, but they are on the road. Do you give the Bengals a shot here? Are we playing Flacco? Are the Browns playing Flacco here? I, you know, I don't know. I, have, I haven't heard anything about that. I thought that they would because I, I think that they can secure uh, the five spot. But um, let me look into that real quick. Yeah, because, look, if Miami loses, Miami would move into uh, that five spot if Cleveland loses. So I think Cleveland's going to try to win and wrap up that five seed yeah. in the AFC. Okay, I'll take the Browns here then. Okay. Got to stay uh, Viking, wacky Vikings-Lions. Wacky for Flacky for sure. Uh, are you in on the Vikes or the Lions? Uh, the Vikings are, have won one of their last six, and it was a game they scored three points. I'm going to yeah. take the Lions here. I'm, I'm taking Lions as well. Uh, Jaguars-Titans, I've got the Jags winning that one. We'll move past Jets-Patriots. We're rooting for the Jets uh, so that the Patriots get a fifth win. Now let's circle in on Falcons-Saints. Now this game does not matter if the Bucks defeat the Panthers. But if the Bucks lose to the Panthers, the winner of this game is postseason bound. Do you think it's going to be Derek Carr leading Nola or Heineke leading the Falcons? Well, it may not matter to them, but it matters to us Washington fans. And we really want the Saints to win here. So just out of a hope, I'm going to pick the Saints. I'm going to pick the Falcons. I'm going to ride with Taylor Heineke. I do think that it's unfair that last year in a playoff-type game against the Browns, uh, Ron Rivera chose to sit him. He gets another opportunity to get into the postseason with a win. Although on the road with a different team, I'm picking Taylor Heineke and the Falcons with Bijan Robinson to get the win over the Saints. Alvin Kamara got hurt at the end of last game. Derek Carr has been a struggle bus up and down all season long. It just doesn't seem like he can string together back-to-back good games. Uh, so I will pick the Falcons. Bears, Packers. Drab locked it in as the lock of the week uh, that the Bears will get this win. Part of me uh, thinks that was a a pick with his heart because he wants the Seahawks to get into the playoffs, and the only way they get in is if the Pack lose. But I will say Justin Fields and the Bears are playing much better. I wouldn't be shocked if they went into Lambeau and got the win, but I think with the playoffs on the line, Lambeau Field rocking, I'm going to pick the Packers. 
I wouldn't give it my lock of the week, but uh, I, I am going to favor the Bears here. I, I think they've okay. been able to pull out a lot of a lot of games they they shouldn't have won this yeah. this season. So this would be Bronco, another Broncos Raiders. I think we can move past that one. Eagles Giants. My lock of the week was Eagles to cover the five and a half. I thought I think even though they're on the road and don't have much to play for uh, because the division is wrapped up if Washington gets the win. Uh, although that game is also at 425, so the Eagles won't know uh, whether or not the outcome was favorable or not uh, during this game. But I think if it's, you know, if the Cowboys and the Commanders are close at halftime, the Eagles are going to continue to play their starters in the second half. That's why my lock of the week is that they will cover the five and a half point spread. Seahawks beat Cardinals, give themselves a chance to get in the postseason if the Packers lose. Uh, I think Chiefs, Chargers, who cares about that one? Chiefs probably win, but will they even play their starters? Rams, Niners should have been a good matchup. The problem is neither team has anything to play for. Rams are locked into the five spot. Niners are locked into the one spot. And then we get back to our 820 game on NBC of Bills against Dolphins. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open. What do you think is the lock of the weekend? 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD here on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, for those who've been listening to the show, they know the new rule. On Fridays here at 910 The Fan, we roll, broadcasting live from River City Roll in Scott's edition. I think I did a good job setting the over-under. Game one, final score, 109. Uh, and that is with me finishing with two gutter balls. So I could have done <laughs> a lot better than that. Uh, but I, I guess I was going uh, for too much power on the last two rolls there. But, uh, yeah, a decent showing here at River City Roll, battling uh, the cut on my finger, playing hurt, playing through the pain. Uh, still had a few strikes and a few spares. And, I mean, it's just so much fun to be doing a radio show and bowling at the same time. And I I know I'll be back here at River City Roll on Saturday night to check out the live entertainment and hopefully get a victory beer following the VCU game against George Washington. Uh, But right now we wanted to get into a non-sports topic that I found online. And, of course, it's a Florida man. Florida Florida man man sues Dunkin' Donuts. Well, if you want to understand this story completely, you should take a listen to the television broadcast here, what was this? Was this CBS, NBC? Where was this? Uh, I, I guess it was just a, a new station in Florida. Yeah, I let's think it was a local. Tape. I think it was a local yeah. story here. Let's let's roll the tape. Florida man is suing Duncan, saying he was hurt by an exploding toilet at one of their chain locations. The man says he was left with severe and long-term injuries after the incident in Winter Park, Florida. He says the explosion left him covered in debris. Let's just leave it there. He says when he told an employee, they said they were aware of an existing problem with the toilets. Wow. So no bathroom jokes, please. Well, yeah, I know. I mean, when, no, no bath- so when no, someone no, said that, no, no, I can't. Okay. no, okay. <laughs> no, we're not. No bathroom jokes. We'll save it for six o'clock. It's too early. <laughs> I'm a little upset with that broadcast right there. What, what do you mean? You, you no it. bathroom <laughs> jokes. All right, fine. I'll do all the bathroom jokes. All right. Uh, I mean, are you kidding me right now? He comes out covered in debris. 
feces and urine after getting a toilet exploding on him at Dunkin' Donuts. It's just an unbelievable story. Of course it happens in Florida. Of course it happens at Dunkin' Donuts. I'll tell you guys, I had a Saturday routine at Dunkin' Donuts when I was living in Arlington in Northern Virginia. Every Saturday I'd wake up, go for a nice walk, Two Dunkin' Donuts, get a large coffee and a breakfast sandwich. Stub, they used to have a two-for-five breakfast sandwich. It was like two uh, ham, egg, and cheese croissants. They were so good. Everyone I knew used to get them. Then, of course, they had to take them off the menu. We were stealing them from them. Two-for-five was too good of a deal. Uh, so I had to change it up after that. Now I usually get um, you know bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel. But I will say, the Dunkin' Donuts in Arlington always used to tilt me because the bathroom door was always locked, and oh, I was so annoyed by that, right? Because, that. you know, I'd come in, and I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll use the uh, restroom real quick while I wait for my, you know, sandwich to be made, and then you got to, you know, oh, you got to ask the employee what the combination is. I I think that's so annoying when companies do that, right? Oh, like, if yes. you're going to lock your bathroom, well, then lock your front doors, and why don't you just not serve <laughs> any customers? Every big city does this, and, and it's the worst for someone like me who, who cannot make it very long. Yeah, and I I just need to I need to hop into Chipotle for a second, but oh, yeah. I need to go grab a key, and I gotta just I like make a, make a public bathroom or or figure it out. I, I right. hate. I well, hate the reason in the like reason that. they're locking their doors is because they have the no sign that says rooms are for customers only, and, and I, I just say look. If that's your rule, then lock your door and you don't deserve to serve any customers, all right? Because I just think it's so stupid, you know, especially when it's like a, a tough four-digit number, right? Like 1036, and you're like, what? And then you got to go back to the guy while you're holding your pants. Hey, man, I forgot the number. What was the code again? And it's and then, you know, the next guy's knocking on the door, and he's like, hey, what's the code? I, you got to ask the front desk. Don't ask me for the code. It's just the most annoying thing ever. Um, but let's four. get back to this. Duncan story here in Florida. And um, so the lawsuit is going against the coffee chain, and the man's name is Paul Koryak, and he is seeking $50,000 in damages after he said that he suffered severe and long-term injuries following an explosion of the toilet. Now, I've had an explosion on the toilet, but I've never had an explosion of the toilet. I mean, what do you think that even feels like? I mean, does it, does it feel like a, a bomb is bursting on, on your butt? I mean, hopefully he was standing and not sitting when this yeah, incident it, took place. Was it like a bidet, you know, like a very right? powerful bidet? <laughs> doing, right? doing the opposite the, I, of what I wonder, you wanted to? Like, were, were there sparks, right? Was there a fire? Or was it like, you know, those videos we've seen where some Somebody's in a porter potty, and a porter potty gets knocked down, and everything's flying Ooh, all over the I place. I feel that, yeah. but like with a little extra porcelain in there. Yeah, you know, I, you I, know the. Yeah, no, I'm with you. The other part of this story that is very interesting to me is that when he sought help from the employees, they told him they were aware of the issue prior to the incident. Um, I mean, are you kidding me, Dunkin' Donuts? Up. Right, so you know there's a problem with the toilet. Well, then at that point, lock the door and put a sign over it and says "out of order." Right? I mean, it, it should be pretty simple. Yeah, that so, that that, that uh, cashier, or whatever, should not have said they've known. That's not going to be helpful for Duncan yeah. in this lawsuit here. But hey, man, when you got to go, you got to go. And maybe there was a sign, and maybe maybe he just really had to, you know. Yeah, I, no. See, the thing is, I don't want people to like vomit when they're listening to this or pull off on the side of the road because it's so disgusting. But just imagine yourself in the bathroom, and all of a sudden a bomb goes off. It feels like it's the start of World War Three, 
and there's a lot of brown flying all over the place. And, and uh, I mean, that's just so nasty to me. I mean, I would immediately throw up. I would absolutely sue Duncan. I Like, honestly, I would probably not leave Duncan Donuts that day until they gave me, like, an $1,000 gift card, yeah. right? I, I would say, hey, I'm calling the police, and I'm not leaving. I mean, it's just it's a it's a wild story, and of course it happens in Florida. Yeah. And you can just, be hopeful, uh, of course. You can be hopeful that it was pre um, pre that, and and yeah. that he in in it, it had been flushed, and maybe it was a pretty clean explosion because it could have all yeah, been flushed. Yeah, but that's not that's not what down. the report says oh. though. The report does it says the word feces and urine, and mm. so um, yeah, I mean you can uh, get your own I, conclusion. I there. guess at least it was his own. I would imagine. Not that uh, no, that, no, no, no. See, I, I think so it what, was. It came out. You know, uh, it was, was backup. There was, was a, a lot deep of backup. Rooted, like it, it was uh, under yeah, the ground. I, it, it was under the ground. Came from the plumbing system, and um, it just exploded. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, I, yeah. If you, if you want <laughs> me to paint a picture for you, real quick, um, I will paint a picture. I expect a lot of brown to be in that bathroom. Yeah, so uh, that's yeah, that's the picture. I hope I painted it for Thank you. you. Um, Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Speaking that. of painting pictures, did you hear that? I guess snow projections are gone now. They're gone. I told we were, you. We, we were supposed to get the first snow of the season this weekend. Is, is it go, is it going to be I, hot now? I checked this morning. It, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. Okay. I, I, yeah, that's. I never believed. That's kind of what you predicted, right? Is yeah. It was. We would get precipitation, but it wouldn't be cold enough for it to turn into snow. I, yeah, I, I, not to not to go back, but what would what would you do in the situation of the Florida man? <laughs> like, like, right? Like, I, I I I I I thought about it, and and I'm I guess I'm in there. I'm grabbing all the toilet paper rolls just to kind of <laughs> clean myself off. Yeah, you know, I'm, taking my clothes, I'm taking clothes my clothes. I'm taking my clothes off, and I'm I'm leaving boxers and socks, and I'm walking out, and I, I'm screaming at people. Like I'm, I mean, I, I am, yeah. I'm making a scene. I'm making I'm making a bigger scene that was already in, than was already in that bathroom. Like I am. But do you? Yeah. You're you're covered in and let's say the the spill in this Dunkin'. Yeah. Do you? You're opening that door into the into the crowd of people at this Dunkin'. You're letting them know what happened. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm wiping every door handle I see. You know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I'm leaving them. I'm leaving a bigger mess than when I came I, in. I, I want everyone I to know that I, I could, was screwed. I don't think I could yeah. have the eyes on the public of me after that. Yeah. I I, what, yeah. I don't want the pretty ladies of Dunkin' Donuts to be looking at me, cov- covered in, covered in that. Yeah. Have you ever I, had just, that I'm kind of situation in you in your own house though? Maybe not an explosion. Uh, of a toilet, but uh, have you ever had it where, you know, uh, it's just a very messy bowel movement? <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I believe me, I have. Um, I, I Like, I think every man by their 30s has one of these, you know, bowel movements where you have to hop right into the shower. I, I think if you're a man in really? your 30s, you've experienced that. Stub, you're too young for this. I guess. You, you know, you're still wearing your diapers. I, no. <laughs> I've had some unsettling splashbacks. I would yeah. say. Oh, really? Uh, you, oh, yeah. You never that is like the worst. Those. Yeah, those are the worst. Yeah. Um, have but... you ever t- have you ever taken a double decker? I've always wanted to do that because we hear about it in movies all the time. I can never say yeah, that I've hated somebody decker. enough to do that, but I've thought about it. No, like, you I know, just remove that. the top of it, stand on the toilet seat, and you know, drop a double deucer. You know, why that's, not? That's clean water. You can drink that yeah. water up there. Oh, fun oh, fact pff. for those in an emergency. Yeah, fun situation. fact. I would bet you. A, I would bet you a thousand dollars that you won't drink that water on air. I won't. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, not gonna yeah. Do, I'm just saying. If, yeah. if you're Fun in fact, Stubb is a liar. In, I'm not lying. I'm just saying if you're in an emergency situation, yeah. you can drink that water. It's a public service announcement. Yeah, it's no, no. It is. No. I, I could be um, life you or know, death. Tom you're Hanks. not drinking that water. I could be Tom Hanks in Castaway. I, I would drink my own water uh, than that water. Yes, not touching that. No way in hell. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm. I might have to run to the bathroom and vomit just thinking about. I'm now. I'm thinking about the, Stubb. You know, in an emergency here. The water. It's the end of the world movie, and, and Stubb's going. Oh no, it's all right. The We've got the toilet water. The we can all drink. The upper decker is no different than sink water. Yeah, yeah. Until I drop a double decker on you. You know what, Stubb? <laughs> don't invite me over. You've got a double decker coming your way. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM.